Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. Imitation of Christ by Thomas Akempis, Book 1, Chapter 8 on the dangers of too close intimacy. No need to share your secrets with the world at large. Find some man of good sense and piety to be your confidant, and put your difficulties to him. Grudge the time you spend in youthful company, or with strangers from outside. Let us have no flattery of the rich no fondness of being seen about with important people. Humble and simple folk, the pious and the well-disciplined, these are to be your associates, and your talk must be of gracious things. Nor should you be on familiar terms with anybody of the opposite sex. Of all good holy women, make but one reckoning, and commend them to the mercy of God. Keep your friendship for God and his holy angels, shunning the acquaintance of men. Your kindness, everybody should have a claim on that, but familiarity has its disadvantages. Sometimes we know a person only by reputation, and that reputation a dazzling one. And then we meet him, and it does not bear looking into. And sometimes, perhaps, when we ourselves imagine that people are enjoying our society, they are really beginning to take a dislike to us, having had time to detect the flaws in our character. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Angels of God, our guardians dear, to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, gentle guide of youth, patron of thy own, vessel of the Holy Ghost, have mercy on us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So it's very important as we read this book to keep in mind that Thomas Akempis is writing this primarily for vowed religious. That is for mainly priests, especially, but men who have taken vows of perfect chastity, poverty, and obedience. So the advice he's giving tonight is not general advice to be taken literally by every single person. Else, a layman would never get married because Thomas Akempis says, don't be on familiar terms with anyone of the opposite sex, he tells these monks. Okay. In other words, this is to be taken according to who he wrote it for, the audience, and applied in a way that is reasonable for each of us. Okay, so we have to keep in mind the audience. Now, some people would say, oh, well, because this book was written for them, it's not for me. Well, no, this book has been found by experience to be one of the greatest helps in the spiritual life of all time. 
And so we have to read it with the eyes of faith and of prudence and as practical wisdom. So what should we take from this chapter? Well, the first thing to take is this distinction between kindness and familiarity. Okay, kindness is part of the virtue of friendliness. That is, we want to do good to people. And in fact, in our interactions we have with people, we want to be thinking about how we can give pleasure to other people. We want to think about how we can give enjoyment to people by our words and our deeds. This was the virtue of friendliness is, okay, that we have to live together and we should want to do good to people, not just do good in general, but to make their life more enjoyable. Now, that's a general thing we all need to have. But then he says this distinction of that and a kind of familiarity. That is, wanting to be on too close of terms with people. People that we're really not being asked to be that close to. And he says something very human, very realistic today. We all, I have to be friends with this person. I have to be very close confidants with this person. And then what do we discover? That they have clay feet, as we read in the book of Daniel. Clay feet means something that's easily kind of able to be knocked over. They look all powerful and strong, but they don't really have a lot, as much as we thought they were. We set them up on a pedestal. Or perhaps we ourselves have this experience. Again, he's talking mainly to priests, but it's applicable. Priest thinks that he's, everyone's enjoying his society. Well, what are people actually thinking? They're really seeing the flaws in his character. So the old saying that familiarity bring, breeds contempt is that in certain relationships, a certain formality is good. We don't necessarily have to get to the bottom of things with each person. We have to be kind and friendly, trying to give enjoyment to people. We have to be careful about wanting to be over-familiar lest we be disappointed or they be disappointed. And then the good that you did have is kind of lost. Now that's a little point we can take. Not to overstay our welcome, for example. Now what's another point we can take from this? That we should want to be around more virtuous people, more humble people. We need to be careful about just desiring to be around important people, who people we think are important, or to be a respecter of persons. We just want to be around rich people. We just want to be around people that look a certain way or talk a certain way. No, remember this whole book is centered on the primary meaning of life is to love Jesus Christ. The primary meaning of life is to grow in a deeper friendship with Christ. And so what primarily matters is not what other people think of us, but what primarily matters is what Christ thinks of us. And so we need to be careful with who we associate with. Bad company 
corrupts good morals. Who are we friends with? Who are we trying to be influenced by? What do we surround ourselves with? What do we find our self-worth in? Are there things that just discourage us? One of the big things people complain about with social media is they're just watching other people's lives who seem to be so perfect. And then you feel depressed because my life doesn't seem the way theirs does. Well, first of all, they're giving you one angle on their life. They're giving you the side of their life they want you to see. And so it's not necessary. If, if, if it bothers you, if it discourages you, then it's not necessary to be on Facebook, for example. Maybe I'm not saying you shouldn't be. I'm just saying that these things we have to be careful with. We also need to be careful with members of the opposite sex. In what way? Not as strongly as he says, but in the sense of this. We need to know who we're attracted to, especially if we're married. We need to know the kind of people we'll be drawn away by. And we need to be very, very careful if we're married or if we're not married. But especially if we're married. In talking to another person that we're attracted to about our spouses, being kind of confidants at work, with someone or confidants in some other environment in which you kind of let them know about your husband and he kind of lets you know about his wife and you those kind of those kind of situations are very dangerous so let us all just take from this the need to guard our hearts especially if we've made a great commitment like a monk or like a married person but even if we're preparing for marriage are we guarding our hearts? Are we preparing ourselves for being, for being united to another person? Are we open to being a priest, a nun, a religious? Are we separated from our spouses? Have we been left by our spouses and we're trying to be faithful to our spouse, even though he or she has abandoned their, their marriage? Do we still believe in the sacrament of marriage? And therefore, are we trying our best to be careful who we put ourselves around, guarding our hearts. All of these things are worth pondering and many more. But above all, let us ask for the grace to keep our hearts for the Lord. Lord, give us the grace to live for you. Guard us from wanting to be attracted to other people and guard our hearts from wanting to be attractive to other people. Guard our hearts from pulling other people away from you, Lord. And guard their hearts from being pulled away from you. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.